go to Grace Academy, so I can't do it. I can't go on that particular mission trip. However, you're very wrong. There are loads of opportunities. So if you thought, oh, that sounds like something I'd like to do, or one of my family members would like to do, there are loads of different ways you can. So we go on a thing called Build Hope, that is a school trip, and it's usually for kids who are in year 10 above. So if you're in school and you want to go, speak to your teachers, see if they maybe would do that at your school. There's another thing, <coughs> pardon me, called Rebuild, which is at Easter that youth groups can do, usually from about 14 plus. So if you're thinking, oh, when I'm 14 or I am 14 plus, I'd like to do that. Badger your youth leaders. They'll probably not like me saying that, but badger them, you never know. And uh, that's something that maybe a small group from here could do. There is also a thing called Build Family, where families can go out and build. You're thinking, oh, my life. But the thing to remember is Phil Miles can build a house. Anyone can. That's the motto when you're thinking about this. If I can do it, anybody can. So Build Family is something, and that's happening in, uh, I think it's July 2017. Have a look at that. And then finally, there's not details for this yet, but when I was out there, they're talking about doing a men's, yes, a men's house build, not in Mexico, in Arizona. Because you might not realise this, but even in America that we think is the most so rich country, it's got so much that we don't have, you might be thinking. But in areas of Arizona especially, people just don't have houses and they need them building. So that's a men's trip. So if you're interested in that, come and see me. The rest of those trips I mentioned, you can look on the Build Hope website or the Urban Saints website, and that tells you all the different uh, things that I've mentioned there. Or come and see me, and I can let you know about those. Um, as you'll have noticed, we've been singing about rocks. We've had our reading. So it gives me great pleasure today to speak on the lost sheep. So, <coughs> you know that we're reading from Matthew 7 and we're reading from verses 24 and to 28. So, if you've got your Bibles open, please follow with us. <coughs> Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds his house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents, and the floodwaters rise, and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come, and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowd were amazed at his teaching, for he taught with real authority, quite unlike their teacher's religious law. There is a rule in, in church services gone back to ancient times that you're not allowed to preach or talk on this passage without singing the Sunday school chorus, The Wise Man Built His House on the Rock. So if you don't like, I'm sorry, it's the rules, and we do have to follow the rules. So uh, if we have that on the screen... And basically, hopefully you know this, who does not know this song? Oh, a couple, so you're in for an education here today, kids. So basically, 
Um, what we need to do is, if you could hold the mic for me a second, Rachel. So it's, the wise man built his house upon the rock. The wise man built his house upon the rock. The wise man built his house upon the rock and the rain came tumbling down. Now, we're going to split into two. So this side, you are, and the rain came down. So all you need to do is, with your hands, go and sing at the same time. You go, and the rain came down. And this side, you're the floods came up. So floods don't come up like that. They come up in a big, like that. And the floods came up. And when you do and the floods come up, straight after you go, whoosh. So, uh, so it goes, and the rain came down and the floods came up, whoosh. But you've got to do it quick because we go on to the next line. So, and then we go, and the house on the rock stood firm. Then we do the sand. So I'm going back to Rachel. So it's, the foolish man built his house upon the sand. Foolish, they, make sure you don't hurt your rings if you're doing that. So, foolish man built his house upon the sand. And the rain came tumbling down. We do reverse. So that time, you're the rains came down and you're the floods came up. Now, I won't remember this so that you guys need to remember that. And then at the very end, you go, and the, ha and the house on the sand went... Oh, we, we're a bit modern today. And the house on the sand went splat. Okay. So, can we practice that? And the house on the sand went flat. Oh, we need better than that. And the house on the sand went flat. Let's have a go. Now, bear in mind, we're going to do this over and over till you get it right. So, just beware of that. So, everyone stand. So, the wise man built his house upon the rock. Come on, lads, we need some lads helping with this. So up you get, get your rocks ready. Here we go. So thank you, band. Now, oh, it's this one in it. Now, as much as I like to hear Mick and Rachel sing, I'm going to let them go on a holiday. <laughs> so they can mouth the words, but we're not going to let them. I don't want to hear them more than I hear you lot. So we've got to go for it, okay? So we'll try again, and hopefully we'll go all the way through this time. But this time you've got to go for gusto. I know for some of you to do actions and words at the same time is is hard, but I've seen you all do the Macarena and you can do it there, so you can do it here. So let's try again, and this time I want to hear you guys going for it. So let's start again. The wise man built his house upon the rock. Wise man built Whoosh! 
There we go. Give yourselves a round of applause. Now, when we read that reading, we don't always know the context that people listening to it would have been thinking of. And so often when we think of this, we think of uh, inland and not inland. So the person who's building the house on the sand is building it by the sea so they can get a lovely sea view. And the person who's building it on the rock is building it inland. That wasn't always the case. Now, obviously, people would have done that in those days because there were lots of places they could have built right by the water. But often, it was about the difficulty of the build. Because if you were going to build on rock, you had to do a lot more work. So even in cities, there were far more sandy areas and there were far more rocky areas. And the build that I had to do, because I was on a different build to the girls, and I've got to say this, my build was a lot more difficult. It was. And I'll tell you for why. Firstly, they had their slab already done. And the slab is a slab that takes about a day to do. And unfortunately, it was because there'd already been a house built there and it had burnt down. So they had to redo on their slab. But they were a day ahead of us anyway because of that. But the other thing that they had different to us is when we got to our site, we were on the road, and then there was probably a 20-foot drop down into our site. To be fair, they had to go probably up a 10-foot cliff to get to there, so it's difficult. But we had to go down this big drop, and then when you got there, the space that we built our house on was sort of very uneven. I don't have a picture of it for two reasons. The first one was I was too busy to actually take photos. The second one is without a picture, I can exaggerate how bad it was. <laughs> but it was on a real angle sloping down and it, in order to get this site level, we had to just get pickaxes and whack at rocks for a day. So we had to try and get it as level as we could. And you remember the size that they showed us here. We couldn't go any further because down here was a slope. I called it the wall of death because down here, you couldn't have, it was a sheer drop. So we could only work about that far at the back of the house. So what we had to do was just hack a rock for a day. When I say we, I found a job where I could sift sand up the top. So I, I sort of didn't do the pickaxing the whole day. But it was a real struggle in order to just get it level for a foundation. However, we knew that that foundation would last. In this story, Jesus had been talking for absolutely ages. And most people, most scholars would say this is the end of the Sermon on the Mount. That there are some people who would say it splits up. But some, a lot of people would say it's like a stump speech, you know, that Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton do. So Jesus probably would have said a lot of this teaching in different places. But the place it was seen the most was this very famous Sermon on the Mount. 
And they all were listening and it seemed they loved it. Because remember at the end it says here, when Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching. For he taught with real authority, quite unlike their teachers of religious law. The problem is this story isn't just about hearing. It isn't just about sitting there with a nice smile on your face and going, oh, that was lovely, Jesus. What beautiful stories. It's about putting it into practice. But there are two things you've got to do in order to do what Jesus said. Firstly, you've got to listen, and then you've got to put it into practice. You can't do one without the other. Because if you don't listen, you don't know what to do. And if you only listen and never do, well, you're not putting it into practice. How many of us didn't realise that is the major part of that story? Because most of us, I probably would be in my mid-twenties until I realised Jesus said that was the point of the story. Because I'd heard all those lovely songs that we've sung today, but I didn't realise the whole point was listen and then put into practice and then you're like the house built on the solid rock. You're like that man. You've got foundations for life. You might have noticed, and you might have thought when I read it out again, you might have thought, well, Millie and Izzy read it earlier, and then the people doing Jenga read it. Why is Phil reading out the passage again? But for many of us, we have to hear things over and over, even to get to that listening stage. My friend, Pastor Andy Wadhams, who is a pastor of a church over in Digbeth in Birmingham, great church there. Me and him were talking the other week, and we were working out that a lot of people in churches hear a sermon on a morning, on a Sunday morning, and hear a sermon on a Sunday evening. And if you do that, usually, how many points do most pastors or people have in their sermons, usually? Three. It's the law again, isn't it? That you've got to have a three-point sermon. Now, if you go to church every week in the morning, every week in the evening, forget that we sometimes monkey around and do things like Worship Central and stuff, but if you did that every week, you would probably hear 312 points throughout your year. 312 points. Then, if you read your Bible notes just once a week, hopefully you read them a lot more, but you had one point to put into practice from your Bible notes once a week, how many times is that? So you read your Bible notes once a week, you've got one point from each, how many is that? 52. So if you add 52 to 312, what do you get? 364. So... You've got enough points to go throughout the year, haven't you? So from your sermons, you've had a three-point sermon. So I'm going to put that point into practice, that point into practice, that point. There's three days. And over the year, you've got a point for almost every day of the year. I wonder how many people in church would say they put that many points into practice. I wonder how many people would say they could remember even 20 points that they've learnt throughout the year. I probably couldn't. 
But the whole idea about this is being able to listen to Jesus and then put what he says into practice. We talk about learning styles. If you're in a school or you're involved in any education, we talk a lot about learning styles. And there are, some people say there are four different learning styles. Some would say there's seven. Some would say there's eight. But there's different ways people learn. The four main ones is reading and writing. That's one. Then kinesthetic, which is about doing. Then it's about visual. So seeing, seeing something. And then also <laughs> hearing. So those are the four main ones. Reading and writing is one. Kinesthetic, and I can never say that properly, as another. Visual, and then hearing. And out of those, people say that the one that is the least effective is actually hearing. Most people don't learn by hearing. Most people actually learn by doing. But Jesus is very clear here, we've got to do both. So we've got to hear to what he's saying... And then we've got to do. You can't be one of these people who go, oh, I find the Bible too hard for me. I'm not one of those learned people. I just help. I just get out there and do. Because you're not doing what Jesus tells us to do. But you can't be one of these people who go, well, I don't do. I leave that to other people. I just love the word. I just love it. Because Jesus is all saying it's about hearing and doing. And if you look back in the Sermon on the Mount, as it's written in your Bible, in mine I've got lovely titles that tell us the things Jesus is talking about. So the things he's saying we need to hear about and do are being true disciples, about how to enter heaven, about the golden rule of doing to others whatever you'd like them do to you, effective prayer, not judging others. What should you do about money and possessions? What should you do about prayer and fasting? What should you do about giving to the needy, about vows, about revenge, about love for enemies, anger, about the law, how you look at, at the Old Testament, teaching about salt and light, and also how people are blessed. The problem is, I know so many people, I've done enough assemblies to know in my life, that I've done an assembly at a school, and then somebody will stand up and go, I will summarise Jesus' teaching by saying it's the golden rule, which is in Matthew 7, 12. Do to others whatever you'd like them do to you. That is the essence of all that is taught in the law and the prophets. So some people would say, that's all that Jesus said. But he didn't. They're not listening, they're not hearing all Jesus said. They're just picking their greatest hits, a bit like, you know, on your iPod, or your iPhone or whatever, where you've got your songs and you go, oh, I don't like that one, I don't like that one, I don't, I'll only listen to that. How often do we only pick the bits of scripture or what Jesus said that we actually like? Well, here, Jesus is saying, you don't just listen to what I'm saying, you've got to listen to all of it and then look at putting it into practice. But why do we do that? Well, in the story, we've got the storms of life. I want you to have a look at the screen. I do warn you that this is a bit upsetting for some. So lads, you might need to uh, get some tissue or something. I cry Cool Runnings, Jurassic Park, Toy Story 2 and this. But this is all about the ups and downs of life that we can experience. So watch this clip.
Jesus didn't say by following his teaching, you'll have no pain. So the things that Carl and Ellie in that clip throughout their lives had, most of us can relate to, can't we? Finance difficulties, issues with health, things going wrong. They literally did have storms and the tree crashing. But Jesus talks about the foundations, that if we get foundations right, then... When the storms come, it didn't say you'll avoid the storms, but you'll be able to cope with the storms. I was reading a book by one of my friends who actually heads up the trips that we go out on. And he said that one of the people he met on these trips in Mexico, they were a worship leader in their church. They'd done it for years, but they never actually got their foundations right. They'd gone to church, but every time things were happening and they were hearing the word, it just went in one ear and out the other, and they went out and did whatever they wanted throughout the week. And I'm sure there are many people like that who've heard the words but never actually listened to what Jesus is saying. One of the th great things about Mexico building is about discovering just truth in practice, doing something and seeing what Jesus is asking us to do and doing it just as we're out there and helping people. But also there are many people who really do good works in life but never have heard and listened truly to what Jesus said. Jesus says, get your foundations right, listen to what he said and then that can help you 
when the storms come in life. One of the problems we had in our build, finally, is one of the stud walls, the middle wall of the house, was totally wrong. I was in charge of that stud wall. I, I say every year I can do any job on the build site, but I can't make a, a wooden wall. It's, it's just bizarre. I just can't do it. And this one, I had an intern help me from Amore, who we work with. I had the CEO of Amore help me, the person who builds more houses than anyone else, and another teacher, as well as five kids. And I still got this wall wrong. But it was easy to fix. It was easy to fix because the big problem is getting the foundations. If they're wrong, you can't, you, your house, you've got to start again. You've, there's nothing really you can do. So we were able to manage it. So you may have got things wrong in life. You may say, well, I haven't listened to what Jesus has wanted me to do. Let's go back to the foundations. Let's get that right. Listen to what Jesus has to say for your life and then put it into practice. If anything I've said today, you think, yeah, I do want to get things sorted out, please speak to Rachel, myself, Joe, at the end. We'd be more than happy to speak to you. But we're going to close. We're not going to do a final song. I'm just going to pray and then you're free to go on your way. But I'd really challenge you, how do you put what Jesus says to you into practice? And how do you know when Jesus is speaking? And hopefully those are two points that you'll really muse upon and be able to think as you go out into the world today. So let's pray. Father God, just thank you for the great work that the girls did and lots of different teams did out in Mexico. Help us be a people that can see need and get things done and show your love into situations. But also, Lord, help us to be people that don't just do things that we think we should do, but we're listening to what you're telling us through your word, and then we put it into practice. Help any of us who need to put things right in our lives do that today, and help us uh, be people who listen carefully to what you have to say in our lives, and people who do that wisdom that you have for us. Amen. Amen. Have a great week.